who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. Uh, we're going to do a quick, uh, you know, midweek recap of the start of the Western Conference Finals. The first two games were in the books. Unfortunately, the Lakers are down 0-2 on the road in Denver. A uh, little rough start. Um, some good, some bad, some ugly. Um, we'll um, touch touch up here and uh, give our thoughts and see what you guys think. Uh, as always, Kobe's with me tonight. Kobe, what's happening? It's it's been a while since uh, I've seen a game live in person with Anthony. You know, pre-pandemic, even before that, man, I didn't really want to hang out with this guy. So you know, we hung out uh, tonight though, and uh, I forgot how much this guy screamed at the TV though. And when when the Lakers get fouled, every time the Lakers get fouled, it's a travesty. And anytime Denver gets fouled, he's in disbelief. Anthony, how you doing? <laughs> Uh, well, we're down 0-2. Um, <laughs> we just as easily could be up 2-0. Both games were, um, you know, back and forth. Both games, Lakers had opportunities to win down the stretch. You know, one possession games in the final minute. And, um, you know, we just couldn't execute down the stretch. Um, you know, give Denver credit. They made a lot of tough shots uh, in game one. They made a lot of tough shots in game two. Jamal Murray made three or four contested baskets late in the game that um, allowed them to to keep uh, the lead and keep us at bay. And we just weren't efficient enough offensively. Defensively, much better than in game one. Game one, the defense obviously was poor. Give up 132 points, you're going to lose every single time. Um, but the offense was good. You score 126 points, you should win every single time. Uh, tonight, Denver only scored 108. That's good. Denver's number one offensive team in the postseason, 108 points. That's below their average. That should be a win if you're the Lakers. But um, unfortunately, we only scored 103 points. So offensively, we're well below our average. And nobody particularly played well tonight. Uh, LeBron only shot for like 46, 47%. Anthony Davis was, what, 27%. Uh, Lonnie Walker, in his limited minutes, 33%. D'Lo was 30-something percent. Um, I think Schroeder, 22%. So it was a poor offensive performance uh, from the Lakers, particularly in the fourth quarter. We seemed to just run out of gas um, and just couldn't couldn't get stops, couldn't make shots. Uh, Denver struggled in the first half of this game. You know what I was thinking, Anthony? I was thinking it was the altitude. I think the altitude was bothering Denver. What do you think? Was the altitude bothering Denver? I don't know. They live there. They play, you know, <laughs> half their games there. They should be well used to it. I don't know. I know. I know. No, I mean, I think. I was just trying to come in, uh, come up with an excuse no, for them. In, you in know, fairness, though, game one, I felt like the first mm-hmm. half, the Lakers were totally out of it. Part of that was altitude. Part of it was just effort. Tonight, you know, the Lakers, you know, seemingly adjusted to it. The Lakers played really well in the first half. Played really well for, you know, three and a half, you know, well, two and a half quarters, maybe. But the fourth quarter, we just didn't execute we missed shots and like I said Denver made shots they made 
I think they came down four straight possessions and made like three threes and four out of four possessions. They Whoa. made two in a row, and and they weren't like wide wide open shots. Murray made contested jumpers. Well, yeah, and we we can't anticipate uh, Denver and especially. Uh, Murray missing all these shots uh, for the whole game. And, you know, Murray was off the first half, the first three quarters, basically, and uh, turned it up in the fourth. Uh, Just like we can't really anticipate AD uh, giving us back-to-back games. You know, he he scored 40 in game one and uh, came out with a dud tonight. So, um, you know, what are you going to do? I personally, you know, Rui was going off tonight. I like the play from Rui. Um, We decided to start Bando. Anthony, you you liked the Bando start. I, I did. I thought Rui did exactly what you wanted him to do. He came in, was was a spark, gave us energy, did his thing. He made, I think, what, seven, his first seven shots mm-hmm. right before he missed. It was like so, seven for seven. Yeah, so he played well. He did what he needed to do. You, you start Vando, you finish with Rui. That's what I wanted to see, and that's what the Lakers did. I thought that was a fine concept. Uh, but you said the difference was you can't get only 18 at Anthony Davis. And then Jamal Murray, he got hot in the fourth quarter. I think he scored 23, 24 points in the fourth quarter alone, all by himself. So that was the difference tonight. He got hot. We couldn't stop him in the fourth quarter. And, you know, we didn't have strong performances from, you know, anybody really. LeBron had, you know, 23 or 24, whatever he had. Austin, I think Austin Reeves had 21, 22, but it felt like a real quiet, you know, 20 points. But again, ten points out of D'Lo. You got just a couple out of Schroeder. You got a couple out of Vando. Um, you know, eighteen points out of Anthony Davis is just not enough. I, like you said, we know he's not going to get forty every night, but eighteen is not enough. He's he, he has to have more than eighteen for this team to win. I know, but when you when you say things like you know in the in the first game like oh like well we scored one twenty six we're gonna we should win every night with that that kind of score but you have to remember we're not gonna have eighty scoring forty every night so that's all I'm saying uh, but very very much different scores um, you know in the in the first half of this game Denver with like thirty six points with only five minutes left in the second half was pretty crazy to see tonight um, but LeBron struggled tonight. What are your thoughts on, on, on LeBron? He he shot very poorly tonight. He shot like he was like 0 for 7 from 3. Yeah, I mean 0 for 6, 0 for 7, yeah, something like that. I mean, statistically, his stat line looked okay. I think he had 22 or 24 or something, but shot 46% from the field. But you're right. He was terrible from three. He missed a, a breakaway dunk, a breakaway layup. Yeah, they were slipping out know, of his hands. It was crazy to see. You yeah. don't really see that kind of stuff from LeBron. No, he, he missed a layup, you know, obviously at the very end of the game, which Probably wouldn't have mattered because it would have still made it, you know, a three or, you know, a two or three point game with, you know, what, 10 seconds left or something. But nonetheless, my point is, is he missed some pretty easy shots tonight. I know he did tweak the ankle a little bit there in the final couple minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, But, yeah, I just felt like offensively the Lakers were not anywhere near as efficient as they were in game one. The defense, like we said, much better. Game one, Denver scored 72 points in the first half tonight. I think they had, what, 48? Mm-hmm. Right. So, huge difference. Defense, we knew the Lakers would come out and play with some effort. So, we knew the defense would be better by default because they would just try harder. Um, but offensively, the Lakers really struggled in the second half um, of this game, particularly in the fourth quarter. That was the worst defensive fourth quarter you know, in this game for the Lakers. And it was the lowest scoring offensive quarter in the game for the Lakers. So, it just... You know, it was a double whammy there at the end. They, they got hot and we ran out of gas. We have to remember, too, 
Uh, Jamal Murray, you know, he hasn't been going through warmups. Uh, he's been dealing with a non-COVID illness. He's been sick the last couple games. Um, you know, he, he almost missed, what, game six of the last series. And uh, so, you know, we have to remember, like, Jamal Murray isn't even 100%. So, um, you know, we give we give these guys a couple of days off. Uh, what are they going to do when we get back to L.A.? You know, uh, no altitude involved. Jamal Murray, a couple extra days rest. Um, those guys are younger. You got the reigning two-time MVP, if you don't count this year, uh, in Jokic. Um, it's going to be tough. I know you, you, you're you're an advocate of thinking that, you know, it's going to be 2-2 after four games. Um me, I think, I personally think that Denver's going to get one in LA and we're going to have to figure out a way not to just win one in Denver. We're going to have to win two in Denver to win this series. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how these next couple games uh, play out. Well, I feel, to me, this feels similar to um, the series we played against San Antonio years back where they won the first two, we won the next two at home. That was the, you know, the... Yeah. Was that the point four? That was the point four really? you know, series. Yeah. Um, but even like you said, Denver. Denver won the first two home against Phoenix, and then they lost the next two in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Right Now, obviously, they won the next two, winning it in six. Um, but Phoenix, Chris Paul got hurt. DeAndre Ayton got hurt. So it shifted things a little bit. But my point is, Denver looked dynamite just in two, the first two games at home in that series, and then they got beat in both games in Phoenix. So it's not... It's not out of the realm of possibility to assume that they could lose both games in L.A. because we literally just saw that happen in the previous series. And we're just like they're undefeated at home in the postseason, so are the Lakers. So yeah. I think there's a lot to you know to, to feel good about. But if you're the Lakers, you have to feel a little bit disappointed because these were two games that were one-possession games in late in the fourth quarter, and we just couldn't you know, find a way to win one. So you have to feel a little disappointed because you feel like both of these games, you had an opportunity to win game one, even though we got down big, like you said, in the first half three point game with 45 seconds to go. Right. And then same thing, you know, four point game with whatever it was, 49 seconds to go or something. Nice. So both games were right there. They were attainable. So you have to feel a little disappointed that you didn't get one, but I still think that the Lakers are going to be, you know, energized at home. You're going to make a few more shots at home. You're going to get a few more calls at home. Um, and we'll, you know, be able to even this thing up at 2-2. Okay. So let me ask you this. So we're 0-2. We've tried two different types of lineups. We went with three-guard lineup in game one. Didn't work out at all, but kind of almost worked out towards the end, like you try to say. Um, this game, you know, we went a little bit bigger. We, we started uh, Vando in the starting lineup. Um I personally thought we should have started Rui. So what do we do in game three? Well, I don't think you're going to see the small ball starting lineup again in well, this series. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Um, but do we maybe go to Rui uh, instead of Bando in game three? I, I mean, I, I, I get your point. I know you're an advocate of it because, you know, why? Well, no, because we're, fa- we're facing Rui. the number one offense in these playoffs. And, and you Vando know, doesn't and Vando that. doesn't provide offense. So if we want some offense, we need to go to Rui. He can put points on the board. But on top of that, you know, I, I, I could see if Vando and Rui were like maybe like 10 years apart or something. They're young players, both of them. And we're not going to be at altitude anymore. So if that's your excuse, that's not in play no more. So Rui and uh, Vando should both be able to play the same amount of minutes. But at the end of the day, Rui's going to give you more, more uh, firepower. And on top of that, Two games in a row now, he's given you great offensive uh, firepower. So 
why not just go with Rui in game three and let that play out? Because at this point, um, we've given the other two scenarios a shot and you know neither one of them have been able to work out. And on top of that, we barely lost both of these games. So that little extra spark that Rui provides could be enough to get us the, the game three win. I'm over here wearing my Rui jersey, feeling good. You guys saw the tweets. Uh, we were hyped over here, even though, you know, Anthony, he's, he's got to see it to believe it. And, um, you know, I still don't think he believes it. So, Rui, Rui, Rui. Um, I mean, I don't think it makes a big difference either way. I mean, tonight you got what you wanted. Rui got 21 points. He played 30 minutes. So, basically, he played the starter minutes. He just didn't start the game. Vanderbilt only played 16 right, minutes. Right, but, but, but my whole point tonight, before we even went live, before we you know went and watched the game, was we have to go for that jugular. We have to let them know. We have to come out the gate but, and hit them in the throat and yeah. say, hey, we're here to win this game. And I get that, but I think the Lakers did start off very well. They did play a very good first half. We had a, what, 12-point lead at, some, at one point in the first half. We had a double-digit lead in the third quarter. We just, it was the second half where Vando didn't play very much in the second half, that our offense sputtered, and in the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray got hot. So I get what you're saying, but where it fell apart, Rui was out there for most of that stretch. I'm not blaming Rui. I'm just saying he was out there late in the third and in the fourth when the Lakers' offense struggled and the defense struggled a little bit in the fourth quarter. So you know, you could flip that and be like... Well, and you can flip the same for the first game too. Vando didn't start. Yeah. The offensive guys started, right? Shooter, D'Lo. So, well, so Shooter's really out there for his defense. Right. But, but yeah, but he's a small six foot one oh, yeah, defender. He's, yeah, he's too tiny to be out there, right. So, so Vando wasn't out there. At the end of the day, does Denver score as many points with Vando on the floor? Yes, I get what you're saying, but I think the, I think the real problem for the Lakers in the first two games isn't the shooting, it isn't the offense, it isn't the defense, it isn't Jokic. It's Jamal Murray has has killed the Lakers in both these games. He had 30, what, 30-something 30 tonight? Yeah, who's guarding him? Well, that's just it. Who's guarding him? Jamal had 37 tonight, but he had, I think, 23 or 24 of those 37 in the fourth quarter. So you had a combination tonight of Schroeder guarding him, Vando guarding him, a little bit of D'Lo at times, but really it was the bulk of it was either Vando or Schroeder. That's why Vando started, not not necessarily to defend Gordon or MPJ, but to guard Jamal Murray. And then when he comes out, you bring in Rui, who's better offensively, but you bring in Schroeder, so it's, so it's still a shift. You're just trading offense for offense and defense for defense. And Dennis is out there to guard Jamal Murray. But in the fourth quarter... When Rui was out there, they ran a lot of screen and roll, trying to get a bigger body on Jamal Murray, either Rui or Le- or LeBron, and you know Jamal made big shots. It wasn't like he made open shots; he made contested jumpers, step back threes with a hand in his face. Um, well, so and, and you told me tonight before this game started that the top two defenders in these playoffs. With six, what was it, six feet on him? What was the well, stat? Well, six feet and in. So basically in the post. Not on the perimeter, but in the post. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're, um, you know, two of the top three were Rui and Anthony Davis. And LeBron, so three actually of the top five. Um, not necessarily on the perimeter, not three-point shooting, but just defending somebody, you know, closer to the basket. But what I'm telling number you Number one is, was Clay. Number one was Clay. Number two was, was who? Was Rui. Okay, why don't we have him starting? Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. I'm just saying 
my thought process behind it was you wanted Rui to make sure that he had fresh legs in the fourth quarter so he could play. What are we talking about? Minutes. Fresh legs? A guy's twenty-four years old. What kind of fresh legs does he need? But when it, but he hasn't started in a while. I'm just I'm trying to. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to say. I, that's my thought process on the coaching staff, why you would start Vando over Rui, is because you want to finish with Rui and you want him to be able to play 30-something minutes and my thought get process those minutes is in the fourth if, quarter. If, if I'm the coaching staff, Vando doesn't provide any offense. Why are we doing that? Yeah, and, and, and look, normally I would be like, you're 100% right, because you're usually the one that's hammering about the defense, um, and it feels like a little yeah, role reversal yeah, here. Yeah, we're, we're role reversal here. <laughs> but... I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's my just guess on why you know why they decided to go with Vando over Rui in the starting lineup. Again, like you said, don't overthink it. The Lakers have an opportunity oh to go home, take care of business, win two games. They did what they're supposed to. Do, now it's our turn to what we're supposed to. Do. But to me, the biggest issue is you have somebody has to. We have to find someone that can defend Jamal Murray because so far he's been, in my opinion. The biggest problem, not Jokic, it's been Jamal Murray. He's he's the one that I think has really been the difference maker in the first two games. All right, wrap us up. All right, so we'll be back at you next week, hopefully. Like I said, with a two-two <laughs> split here. Um, if not, if not, we'll be coming to you from if, Cancun. <laughs> if, if if not, we'll be talking about free agency. <laughs> Because the next time we, we jump on this pod, it'll be Tuesday. And by that point, it'll be four games deep. And if we get swept, then oh, uh, I'll be in Cancun. I don't know where Anthony will be. but I don't yeah. think we're going to get swept. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You know, Remember to check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the IG. Check out the Twitter. Check out the YouTube page. And we'll be back at you next week. Peace. Yeah, it was pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> Thank you.